folks, on this special Saturday episode of the Agnews Daily Podcast, we're certainly excited to have you join us. Hopefully you're in the cab of the combine or tractor, maybe getting through harvest this season. Maybe you're out feeding livestock, but regardless, we're glad you're here. We're talking today with Justin Sexton, the Vice President of Strategy and Product Development at Performance Livestock Analytics. Now, you may have noticed we've had a few interviews here and there with some PLA producers, but today we're going to be looking behind the curtain at the Performance Livestock Analytics Performance Beef Tool. Justin's going to be joining us today to talk about his experience in the world of livestock and agricultural technology And we're also going to do a deep dive into the growth that Performance Livestock Analytics has seen and what their future holds. Well, folks, I'm very excited. We're doing something a little different this weekend to hit people in the cams as they're getting through harvest season. Chatting livestock today, however, for those of our producers who are tuning in with us, joined today by Justin Sexton, who's the Vice President of Strategy and Product Development for Performance Livestock Analytics. And Justin, technology is really taking off in the entire agricultural industry. And I want to get more in-depth with that during today's special edition discussion. But let's start out first here talking about your background, because you work for an Iowa-based company, but you are not an Iowa native. Uh, no, I'm a, originally a farm kid from Ohio, grew up uh, diversified in livestock operation, which would be typical to many of the listeners, and ultimately uh, spent time at the University of Kentucky and then did my graduate work at University of Illinois in beef cattle nutrition and replacement heifer development, and found my way to uh, extension with the University of Missouri, where uh, I spent uh, time as a state beef nutritionist. So got to uh, get a, a lot, quite a bit of experience with the diverse challenges that many uh, producers face in terms of feeding, growing cattle, as well as cows. And uh, then later, want to diversify my, my um, experience in, in the beef production chain and spent some time at uh, Certified Angus Beef, where I got to earn, learn a whole lot about the uh, end product uh, process and and ultimately how uh, retailers and food service bring value to those who uh, work to produce cattle every day. And then uh, most recently uh, joined PLA and got started really with industry relations and strategic partnerships and then found my way to uh, help and guide the engineering team to develop the product that is Performance Beef. So, Justin, it sounds like you have quite a bit of experience under your belt, a lot of things that you've learned along your journey in this career field. I want to know what is like one of your favorite topics that you've learned about. I am a, a animal person, a livestock person as well. And so personally, I like learning a little bit more about breeding and genetics. So I want to pick your brain a little bit there and kind of discover what your favorite part of the cattle industry is. Yeah, so I've had the benefit of getting to do a lot of different things in in the cattle industry. And, you know, some would say I have a tough time holding down a job, but really it just the diversity of the industry is probably the part that I enjoy the most. And that, you know, as I visit with people, each face a little bit different challenges depending on where they find themselves in in the industry. But at the end of the day, I, I think many of us have the same goals 
I, I think the thing that I probably enjoyed the most was when I was at, you know, certified Angus beef and spent time in the meats lab and, and just learned about how you can add value to different uh, cuts because arguably selling, you know, rib strips and tenders is, is not that hard, right? Those are things that we all uh, enjoy cooking on the grill and, and burgers are fairly uh, straightforward as well, but there's a whole lot of the carcass that is used in food service and retail that uh, was really unknown to me. I spend most of my time on the production side. I enjoy the production side, but just learning more about the people that interface with the true customer, you know, whether that's at the grocery store or, or uh, at your favorite restaurant and how they try every day to add value to different parts of the carcass that maybe we don't spend a lot of time thinking about. And I think really the industry as a whole has been moving that direction, you know, trying to bring more value to the consumer, value to the product we're raising and growing, whether it's livestock or grains. But I'm curious, you mentioned, I think hopefully in humor, that uh, you're a little bit of a job hopper. So I'm curious how you found yourself lined up to take on a role with Performance Livestock Analytics. Yeah, it's a, it's a uh, great a great story, really, in that I, I was uh, at the uh, Plains Nutrition Conference the first time I, I met Dane, and uh, we were chatting at one of the social events, and, and a, uh, one of my nutrition colleagues introduced me to Dane and said, hey, uh, you, you need to meet these guys because they're working with a lot of uh, feeders in, in the upper Midwest that uh, arguably produce a lot of high-quality cattle. And and so we talked a little bit there, and and uh, customarily I gave uh, Dane my card, and and so fast forward, uh, I don't know the exact time, but I was at the K State uh, Stocker Field Day, and Dane and I were both on the program, and and the night before they have a they have an industry events uh, session there where uh, Dane and I met again, and, and we were kind of talking about what they were working on, and. And uh, he said, uh, you should come uh, and, and join our team. We're, we're growing quickly and, and really uh, have an opportunity to, to you know, kind of change the way producers go about feeding cattle and, and just would be interested in, you know, hearing more of what you think. And so the, the funny part about that is Dane pulled out my card from when I had given it to him. Uh, at the Plains Nutrition Conference. And he said, I've been meaning to follow up with you. And, and so from that, that meeting, fast forward uh, three or four months, uh, I met with, with uh, him at their office, learned a little bit more about what they were doing and, and made the change. And I guess the rest is uh, current history anyway. So Justin, you've been with PLA for how long now? Uh, so just over, uh, I guess, two years. So with your role as the Vice President of Strategy and Product Development, tell us what that role entails, because I feel like technology is always shifting. PLA has just exploded over the past couple of years, and I'm sure they're adding new roles, and one of which is yours. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so great question. The um, You know, when I started, I, I, I tell a lot of when I interacted with with young people at the university, I used to tell them to 
write down what they think they're going to do and and then pull that out, you know, six months later and, and a year down the road and just reflect on what you think versus what actually happens. And I, I would say much the same as my role at, at PLA. I, I thought I was going to be involved very much on the technical side and and looking at the data and, and trying to help build tools to to ultimately, you know, drill down very specific data points. And and really what I found myself doing was, you know, trying to work with, with industry partners as well as customers to develop, you know, solutions that arguably uh, make, the, make the work of feeding and managing cattle easier. And, and so not so much diving into the details, but more looking for opportunities uh, to make decisions easier, turn data into information, which arguably becomes decisions, uh, but also just putting out a product that just simplifies the day-to-day chores of feeding and managing cattle. And that's really where I've spent the last year uh, specifically is, is working towards enhancing our animal health offering that uh, makes tracking animal health treatments and and um, processing as simple as as the feed application originally was. So, Justin, I feel like from the outside looking in, when the consumer thinks about somebody who raises livestock or who is involved in livestock, they don't think about someone who is so involved in data management and technology, those kinds of things. I feel like that from the outside looking in, like I said, doesn't really go well together. So have you always kind of been a person who is involved in or interested in problem solving and finding solutions for our cattle producers? Yeah, I would I would say the, the path to get here has been a, a long one in that, uh, like many uh, listeners, I suspect you, you grow up uh, kind of doing things more as you're told as opposed to, you know, thinking about creative solutions. And I, I had the benefit of, of uh, you know, growing up on a, like I said, a diversified operation where, uh, like many, you ask yourself why quite frequently. And, and so, you know, why, why do we do the things that we do and, and make the decisions we make? And, and so, you know, my, my process of, of, you know, going through my background there was just gave me an opportunity to ask a, a lot of different questions in a, in a lot of different spaces. And, and so that natural curiosity, uh, makes you think about, you know, what data are we using to make decisions and, and why do we make the decisions that we do? And, and I guess naturally I was a person that uh, didn't respond well to because, or because that's how we've always done it. And, and so many of the times when, when you want to argue with because, or that's how we've always done it, you have to come back with some sort of data. And, and so learning to, Kind of have that argument in a way that that arguably you know moves the operation forward. I think was part of my training uh, in graduate school, as as well as the the many different career opportunities that I've had, uh, gives you that opportunity to say, okay, let's take the data and and make the next decision, and just being willing to uh, to to change your management using uh, you know the, the new discoveries that you make along the way. And Justin, I feel like, or I think that 
we've really seen big data come to play here in the last five to 10 years, especially on the grain side of things. But, you know, I'm not even just saying this because we're talking performance livestock analytics, but I remember a couple of years ago, Dustin and Dane both came to speak at an event that I was at just talking about their technology. And at that time, it was kind of pre before PLA blew up. And at that time, I was sitting there thinking like, these guys understand, they get what to do with this data, they're pushing forward for the cattle industry. And myself growing up on a cattle farm just was excited about the technology that they were finally bringing forward to the cattle industry. But you've been in the livestock industry for quite some time. Tell us a little bit about some of the shifting dynamics that we're seeing when it comes to technology and data and how performance livestock analytics fits into that. Yeah, I, I think the, the row crop industry if, if provides us a, a really good landmark as to where we're heading, right? And that if, if you think about uh, the listeners today as they're harvesting crops, uh, the amount of technology that they're using uh, to monitor harvest, to monitor, uh, you know, planting, tillage, fertilizer, all of those different inputs and outputs, uh, it, it is very much precision agriculture on the crop side. Uh, on, on the animal side, livestock side, specifically beef, um, I, I think what we continue to see is, is really the implementation around uh, individual animal management. And, and so, you know, how do you manage an individual animal in a pen environment? And, and the solutions that uh, most of the listeners see today are, are what I'll call point-based solutions or singular decision type of solutions. And so you see technology available that can, you know, provide you an alert as to when a cow may be calving. And, and so that solves a very specific problem. You see technology available that can alert you to when a cow is in estrus. And, and so you can implement, you know, a strategic uh, AI mating using those you know, uh, behavioral monitoring devices that tell you when it's the cows and estrus. Uh, there's technology on the dairy side that gives you indications of lameness and and uh, other digestive disorders. But all of those are behavior monitoring devices where that technology looks at what is the normal behavior of the animal and and ultimately alerts you when that animal is out of bounds or beyond normal. And, and so that's precision, precision livestock management today. But each of each of those are very specific in how they operate. They're very specific in who's applying that technology. And that uh, if you think about on the on the grain side, there are a number of platforms that aggregate that data so that regardless of the color of tractor or implement or seed that is planted, that that producer has all of the data in one location. And, and so from a livestock perspective, I think what you see today and, and the, the goal that we're moving towards at, at PLA is being that ecosystem model where whatever point-based solution you want to use, what specific problems you want to use, we'll, we'll happily integrate with that. Um, if, if you look at our health model, uh, we we use any number of different technologies to to integrate with that. Whether you're using a uh, an ultra high frequency tag that that we use or a low frequency tag that that somebody else manufactures, our goal is to to help manage that data in one place. Uh, because uh, if if you think about how many people 
use their technology today. They want it all in one spot. And each of us probably has 10, maybe 20 apps on our phone that were really handy at one time, uh, but they were very singular in that solution versus what, what we strive to be is we want to be really a solution that aggregates lots of, of different data points and technologies in one place. And I think that's interesting. You know, you mentioned on the crop side of things, we can get down now, our technology has been developed to get down literally to a particular plant. And we're seeing that technology develop with animals too. And I think it's really neat to see it all being housed under one platform. But as you look at the trend to continue towards that serving to the individual animal, how do you go about doing that? You can't say, oh, this animal can only eat this much, but this animal can eat, you know. So how do you go about using that data to serve the individual animal? Yes, great question. And that, you know, we we have really built the, the beef system, beef supply chain. Uh, really, it, it's focused more so on logistics than individual animal performance in that, you know, the optimum size of a marketing group is based off of truckload lots. The optimum size of a, of a feed yard pen many times is how many uh, loads of feeder cattle can go into the pen versus how many loads of fat cattle ultimately would leave the pen. And, and so effectively, an individual animal becomes penalized in that environment where you know, we feed to an average animal that doesn't actually exist in those big groups in that, you know, half of the animals perform beyond the group and the other half perform uh, below it. And, and so to your question, how, how do we manage an individual with, within those environments? And, and really the, the technology will get us to a point where it, it's not so much that we're going to change and, and start feeding an individual animal, but what we'll be able to do is to take essentially genetic information about that individual animal. We'll be able to take uh, animal history about that animal that when he arrives at the feed yard now, I can start to group like kinds of animals into those bigger pen environments. Uh, today, if you think about the technology that we have available is that we we know maybe the uh, auction location that the, the animal arrived from and and maybe the the weight of the group that we purchased them in. But really, any of that background information is unknown. And in a more connected supply chain, you might know what um, ranch that you bought the calves off of, and you might know something about the type of genetics that were used to produce them. Uh, but at the same time, um, we, we still have really the, the application of feeding those animals in a group. They're not really uh, sorted beyond that. So to, to answer your question, what we'll see is more in, you know, inbound sorting where we can take information we know and verify about an animal at arrival and start to build outcome groups rather than sorting the outcome group really as the animal occurs is, is the best use of you know, precision management in, in the livestock sector, still managing them within a pen environment. 
So Justin, obviously the world of technology has changed a ton in the cattle industry. And there are some producers out there who like to do things old school and they have a, a certain way of operating. But obviously this technology, this data is there to help our producers. So how can we help shift that mindset to utilizing technology on cattle operations? Yeah, I, I think the biggest uh, shift that, that has to occur is is not so much that um, it, it that technology is useful. It's more the the shift that we need not be afraid of trying technology and and implementing it. I think when when we talk to producers about you know using integrated technology, I think there's a a number of them that are excited to try something new. They're they're uh, interested in in kind of the the latest opportunity to make change. And, and then there's a, a significant population that's kind of on that that wait and see approach, and and it's it's not that you you um, need to 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 rush in and try every latest new thing, but I think technology itself for some is just intimidating in that it's going to be hard to use, it's not going to be intuitive. Uh, I have to spend a lot of time doing data entry, some of those things that maybe previous technologies give us a bias towards. Um, and, and, and I think, you know, to, to make that change is being open to, to new ideas, but also it, it's challenging the technology providers to provide a solution that's intuitive and easy to use. I, I think the, the functionality um, is important in that, can it, can it solve my problem? But it has to be easier to use first. I, I remember early on in in joining PLA, I, I had a conversation with with Dustin about you know we need to add this and we need to add that and and we should do this and and his comment was well those are all great very fine details and he said the percentage of customers that would find that useful is not very many and the percentage of customers you would aggravate because you've made it harder to use is much higher. And, and so that, that ease of use and solving, you know, solving the big, the big rock problems first, uh, I think is, is the challenge to every technology provider to where the, the user, the customer wants to make the shift because it is something that is easy and solves you know, those first level problems before we get into the weeds of, you know, the very complex ones. And we've heard from quite a few producers that we've chatted with here over the past couple of months, Justin, about just how easy the performance technology is that you guys have developed. But I'm curious, let us peek behind the curtain for a moment. What kind of high level strategy, high level conversations are going on day to day with you and the team about improving the technology, conversations maybe you've had with customers, Give us a little bit uh, behind the curtain look. Yeah, so I mean, the the biggest thing that we continue to look at is, you know, providing a solution that that solves a problem for an individual customer, but also doesn't make it worse for the the twenty five hundred other customers. And and to be candid, that's really the the challenge we think about from a strategic implementation standpoint is. We don't uh, we don't ever lack for ideas of things to make changes on, 
what what we really work hard to is make changes that impact uh, the most producers in a positive way, but also uh, don't make it harder, you know, f- for those who aren't interested in in that feature. And and, and so really, I, I would tell you where our focus today is we, we continue to look at data management on an individual animal basis. We know that that is really uh, where the future is and in terms of just enhanced capability around in managing individuals uh, effectively from birth to harvest. Uh, the other aspect of that is just providing enhanced user functionality for, for people who are not just managing cattle, but also managing a business and, and running the business of, of feeding or backgrounding cattle. And, and so we spend a lot of time on enhancements that makes, you know, whether that is billing or closing out uh, cattle from multiple owners across multiple groups and separate pens, uh, that that's an, another area we spend a, f- a fair amount of time because we have a lot of customers that are essentially running a business using our software as as the business operations platform and and while you know managing an animal to its uh, greatest potential is, is a goal it's also how do we make that billing experience that inventory management experience. Uh, at the end of every month, uh, still something that is easy to do for uh, those custom uh, custom feeding customers. So, Justin, earlier we talked about how technology shouldn't be scary or you shouldn't be scared to try something. Um, if any of our listeners are a little bit more curious about PLA or performance beef, do you have any words of encouragement for them to not be you know, nervous to try out y'all's technology? So one of the, one of the core principles that um, you know, we implemented uh, even before I started with performance livestock analytics was, you know, that performance beef platform is a, it's a subscription based management platform. And, and so a customer uh, can get started on performance beef uh, with a uh, very small investment in, in a, in a scale head for, for their feed wagon. And then ultimately to get started on performance beef, it's a, it's a monthly subscription price that uh, if if it doesn't suit you, you have the opportunity to to make a change next month, and and so that's one of those uh, aspects of our business where we have a, a high customer satisfaction rating. Uh, we have a very low unsubscribe rate uh, because we have a, a customer success group that arguably is uh, working every day to make. The, the platform work for all of the producers that are on the system. And, and so while you have the opportunity to, to discontinue the subscription, you also have a, a support system that you can call uh, whether you're trying to get uh, cattle moved around in the system or just have a greater understanding of as to how the, how the system operates. And, and so I think that uh, provides a lot of confidence to to somebody who wants to give it a try, knowing that the investment to get started is low 
and the support system around it uh, is is really designed to to make you successful. And Justin, when you talk about data, obviously that's been the focus of this conversation, and that's kind of a buzzword right now in the ag industry in general. But when you look at livestock producers, beef producers specifically, you look at technology like performance beef that provides data, but also helps producers manage that data. What are some considerations around data capture and transfer that can directly apply to the beef producer? There's a couple of ways I think about data. The first is is from a product perspective. One of my goals that that you know we challenge the team with is is that once you enter the data, that's the last time it has to be entered, and ideally that data is captured in an automated way. In that, uh, I don't know anybody who got into the cattle business because they liked entering data. And I know even fewer people who like managing uh, data entry. And and so the the goal is to automate the data. The secondary aspect of that is is to make that uh, data movement and, and outputs intuitive so that it helps you make decisions. I think the the next thing that producers think about from a data perspective, you know, a question we get oftentimes is, is my my data safe and and what happens to to the data that I do provide? And and so that's one where, like uh, many technology providers, uh, we we don't share personally identifiable information and, and provide the the producers that anonymity that that is you know commonplace in, in the market and and so i th- i think that data security is a you know that's a key question that we get whether we're talking about uh, livestock management or or uh, anything else that uh, we use from our from our phones to computers to cars uh, with as much um, data that's exchanged anymore it, it's how do we pr- Protect it, and that's you know we don't share any personal information, but also how do we make it uh, in a format that allows you to make better decisions? And that's you know where we spend most of our time. In that, uh, if if we have producers asking questions that the data is not there to make those decisions, that's where from a product standpoint we start to think about an enhancement that. That arguably, if one person's asking, more than likely there's there's plenty more. So, Justin, as we kind of wrap things up here, looking a little bit more towards the future, kind of a, a two-parter question here, but what do you expect that we can see in the next five or so years when it comes to technology in the ag industry and maybe just what's kind of in the pipeline for PLA in general? Yeah, and, and as you look down the road, I, I think you'll see a lot of different technologies, uh, whether it's it's from us or, or others, that look to uh, integrate many as as many aspects of the animal as you think about. We integrate with technology in in the tractor or the combine that listeners are driving around today. In that. Um, Arguably, you will see uh, the genetic information of an animal. You will see the production information of an animal at a ranch. You will see the health history around weaning. You'll see the health history around arrival. 
you'll see the technologies that are em employed um, at, at the backgrounding and, and feed yard ultimately uh, be tied to that individual animal. And, and you can start to look at outcomes on an individual animal basis. And, and so when you start to think about the technology needed to support those types of decisions, that's where you can start to see enhancements around uh, conveyance of, of genetic uh, test results. You'll see enhancements around how the management that's captured shoot side is, is conveyed from one uh, step in the supply chain to the other. And, and really that technology is going to be built around how do we truly communicate uh, information where the next step in the supply chain can make a decision on it. And, and so I, you know, I, I use this story that, that really makes, makes me think about, okay, what is the solution that looks like? And that when I, when I buy cattle and, and I call to, to see, you know, what, what type of cattle were procured, one of the worst things I can find out is that half of them are weaned and, and had their shots. Because I, I now know that half of them have, have been well managed and, and could have a very different arrival protocol than, than the others. And, and so today I think about what is the technology needed that helps me make a decision at the, at the arrival processing where I can take advantage of that information. And, and those type of technology solutions, whether, uh, whether it be our platform or others that, that allow somebody at one segment to convey that information to the other is really where the next uh, five years and beyond will, will provide solutions that go from just data gathering to actually practice implementation. Well, Justin, if any of our listeners want to learn a little bit more about what Performance Beef has to offer and maybe even request a demo, where can they find that online? Yeah, visit performancelivestockanalytics.com and there you can uh, sign up to, to watch a demo or somebody from our team can contact you and give you a demo, uh, as well as all the traditional social, social channels. Uh, you, you can visit those as well. Well, Justin, thank you once more for coming on and talking to us about technology in the cattle industry and performance beef. Thank you. Like Justin said, you can get more information about PLA and request a demo at performancelivestockanalytics.com. That's again, performancelivestockanalytics.com. Com. You can also follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Performance Beef. We hope you're also following along with us on social media at Ag News Daily. Again, for those of you joining us from the cab of your tractor or out feeding livestock today, we certainly wish you all the best this harvest season, and thanks for tuning in with us on this special episode of the Ag News Daily Podcast. With that, let's let the people go.